This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. I'm T. Xiao Eek. With China facing a new outbreak following the end of its zero-COVID policy last month, many countries are concerned that this could see the beginning of a new global wave. And uh, Malaysia, as well, is uh, sort of keeping its eye on these developments. And uh, what are we doing uh, to monitor the situation globally and locally? Um, how are we prepared um, to keep any potential outbreaks, uh, you know, to mitigate the impact of that. Today, I'm speaking to Dr. Tan Siok Hong, Public Health Medicine Specialist from the Disease Control Division at the Ministry of Health Malaysia to get a quick update. Dr. Tan, thank you for speaking to me today. And as I mentioned, um, several countries are concerned and have in fact begun imposing border control measures for um, individuals coming into their countries from China. Now, um, in its most recent announcement, the government of Malaysia said it will not impose Pose measures such as testing or we won't close borders to China as well. Um, can you explain the rationale behind this? Um, yes, so um, recently um, the government announced that we will not be imposing any um, border measures uh, for travellers from China uh, except for temperature screening. Uh, so um, what we are going to do is uh, when the travellers arrive, and this does not apply to only China travellers, but also uh, travellers from uh, all other countries, whereby we will have uh, temperature screening. And if they are detected to have fever or any other respiratory symptoms, they will be referred um, to the health team at the international point of entry uh, at our airports. And um, if they are assessed uh, to be suspected to have COVID-19, then um, a test will be done um, to see whether they are positive. And subsequently, if they are indeed found to be positive, then they will be managed um, according to um, our uh, current protocol for management of positive cases. So uh, why um, the government has decided not to impose yet any um, banning of travel from uh, China uh, or any pre-departure tests or on-arrival tests um, is because um, we uh, assess the situation uh, in China and also in our own country. Currently, the variants which are dominant in China um, are also the same variants that are already circulating in many parts of the world, including in Malaysia. So these variants are BA.5.2 and also BF.7, um, whereby it's uh, estimated around 80% um, of the infection in China is due to these uh, sub-variants of Omicron. Uh, and we already have these sub-variants in Malaysia. Uh, in fact, actually, the dominant variant in Malaysia is, in fact, uh, XBB, which is uh, said to be uh, even more transmissible. Uh, and it's a lineage under monitoring, whereby BA.5.2 and BF.7 are not uh, lineages under monitoring uh, by WHO, meaning that it is not deemed yet to be a more serious uh, sub-variant uh, compared to the other uh, Omicron uh, sub-variants. Um, besides that, our situation now is very different from our situation uh, three years or even two years ago, whereby uh, now we have um, more tools uh, to control this disease. We know um, what we can do to protect ourselves. Uh, one of it is uh, vaccination. Uh, so we see that in Malaysia, our vaccination coverage for primary series is quite good. Um, first, for first dose and second dose, uh, we have achieved um, more than 85%. Uh, however, um, our 
concern now is the first booster and the second booster. For first booster, it is around 49.9% um, coverage. Uh, and for second booster, it's only uh, around 2%. Yeah. On that note, who uh, would you recommend to get their first and second boosters most urgently? Okay, for the first and second boosters, um, actually anyone who is 18 years and above, um, who has uh, either their second dose or their first booster more than six months ago, they can actually go for the uh, booster dose. Uh, but of course, we uh, give um, emphasis on um, the high-risk individuals, uh, which are the elderly people, uh, 60 years and above, uh, those with uh, comorbids and chronic conditions, um, and also uh, those who are immunocompromised and um, anyone who feels that they have a higher risk of uh, getting infected. Should people wait for the new bivalent booster that is said to be coming in? No, actually the monovalent vaccine is also very effective in protecting against uh, severe disease and death. Uh, and so we advise people not to wait for the bivalent vaccine. You can uh, take the uh, monovalent vaccine and currently we have the different types of uh, vaccine uh, for booster. Uh, we recommend uh, taking the Pfizer vaccine, but if for those people who don't want to take the Pfizer vaccine, they can also take um, other vaccines such as Sinovac and Sinopharm. On top of that, we are conducting wastewater surveillance from samples on flights coming in from China twice weekly. Can you explain what this is actually looking for and um, you know, how will we use this information? Okay, so the wastewater surveillance, um, the purpose of doing it is actually uh, to detect any new variant that may emerge early. It is not to detect a positive case in the flight, um, but it's more of to detect the emergence of any new uh, variant or sub-variant. So that is the uh, purpose of the wastewater surveillance. And what have we found so far? So currently, we have already done around 330 samples uh, since June of 2022 until 31st December 2022. And out of these 330 samples, uh, 301 samples uh, were taken from uh, sewage treatment plants and 29 samples were taken from the international point of entry. Um, so actually, we are not just doing this water, wastewater surveillance at our international point of entry at the airport, but we are also doing this wastewater surveillance um, in the community. So we have 15 sentinel locations uh, all throughout Malaysia, uh, whereby we take the samples from the sewage treatment plant. Um, and from those samples that have been taken from the sewage treatment plant, 95.7% uh, or 288 uh, samples uh, were found to be positive for uh, Omicron. Uh, and whereas at the international point of entry, out of the 29 samples that we have taken so far, 28 samples or 96.5% were positive uh, for Omicron. So this shows that, well, the, the virus is out there. It is in the community already mm. and we have been living with the virus uh, for quite some time. Are we continuing with genomic surveillance as well? Uh, yes. So uh, what happens to the wastewater samples, if they are found to be positive uh, by PCR, is it will then be sent for uh, whole genomic uh, sequencing uh, to know exactly uh, which uh, subvariant or any new variants that are emerging. Um, besides that, uh, we are also taking clinical samples uh, from patients 
those who come to our health facilities, our clinics and also our hospitals who present with uh, respiratory symptoms, uh, we are taking uh, samples from them as well uh, and if found to be positive uh, for COVID-19, uh, these will also be sent for whole genomic sequencing. Of course, we don't do for all patients. Uh, we are taking samples um, from uh, selected uh, clinics and hospitals throughout the country. And uh, what is being done to ensure that our healthcare facilities are prepared in case there are increased cases, especially, you know, with um, some holiday and festive season coming up? Yeah, so for our health facilities, uh, we have sent an alert to all our health facilities to, um, to prepare uh, for the possible uh, increase in uh, number of cases. Um, so they are taking uh, steps uh, to ensure that... Um, there will be enough um, hospital beds, for example, and also uh, our healthcare workers are also uh, prepared uh, to receive a higher uh, volume of patients. Um, so what uh, the hospitals can do is uh, sometimes they repurpose uh, beds and if the number of patients um, is overwhelming, then uh, we can also decant uh, patients to private hospitals. And um, would there be plans to reintroduce the mask mandate, Dr. Tan? Or, you know, what would be your message to uh, the public about the wearing of masks to prevent infections? Currently, the government does not have any plans to reintroduce the mask mandate. Um, our current masking uh, recommendations uh, are still in place, uh, meaning uh, those who go to health facilities or in public transport, uh, except in airplanes, uh, you still have to wear a mask. Um, however, we do not plan to uh, make it mandatory for people to uh, mask up uh, either indoors or outdoors. However, we do uh, strongly recommend uh, if you are in a crowded place, in a close confined space with a lot of people, uh, we do still recommend that you uh, wear a mask. And uh, if you are interacting face-to-face uh, -face with um, high-risk groups, uh, for example, uh, Chinese New Year is coming up. A lot of people will be going back uh, for gatherings with their families. And you have elderly, if you have elderly people in your family or uh, those with uh, comorbids in your family and you are meeting them, then um, consider uh, wearing a mask. Uh, they also should wear a mask uh, to protect themselves. So there are some conditions whereby we still um, strongly recommend or advise uh, people to uh, mask up. Finally, uh, what is your advice for people who do test positive right now? Okay, for those who test um, positive, we follow uh, the TRIS advice, whereby uh, you test if you have symptoms, you report your results in MySajatra, then you will get a home surveillance order for you to isolate at home. Uh, so currently, our isolation is still uh, seven days for those who test positive. But at day four, if you're already feeling better, uh, your symptoms are resolving, you can get tested. Uh, you need to get tested by a healthcare provider. Um, and if it is negative, you can actually um, be released from uh, isolation. So from day four onwards, day four, day five, day six, um, you can test yourself to see whether you're negative and you can be released from isolation earlier. Otherwise, you complete the isolation for seven days and inform your close contacts that you were tested positive so that they will also monitor themselves for symptoms uh, so that uh, if they do develop symptoms, uh, they can test themselves. Um, and the last is seek, um, meaning to seek treatment if your symptoms uh, worsen or if you are in a high-risk group. Uh, even with mild symptoms, uh, you can also uh, go to a COVID-19 assessment centre or CAC 
um, to get evaluated uh, to see whether you can take uh, antivirals uh, uh, Paxlovid. Because uh, Paxlovid has been shown to be effective in um, preventing the deterioration of uh, COVID-19 disease. Thank you so much, Dr. Tan, for speaking to me. I've been speaking to Dr. Tan Siok Hong, Public Health Medicine Specialist from the Disease Control Division at the Ministry of Health Malaysia. This is The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.